Listener Production. Warm, enjoyable and chock full of nuts. Just like a sneaky mid-morning brownie. And I can't live without it! It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Good news, concerned citizens. Uh, the Big Bird costume that was referenced yesterday in our program has been returned. We better let you know right at the top that our Big Bird has been found safe and well and with a note that had a few too many puns in it for, for my liking from criminals. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like witty criminals, hey? Yeah, um, it's one of those ones. It's like a it's like a Guy Ritchie movie where the, you sympathise with the with the crooks, <laughs> you know. But they were, but look, they were very nice. They said, "We're so sorry. We had no idea what we were doing or what our actions would cause. We were just having a rough time and we're trying to cheer ourselves up." Oh, they didn't put V. They they've said ourselves up. So, anyways, um, <laughs> well, ourselves. You, are you up. spell checking the criminals on their <laughs> yeah. apology notes? Of course, I am. Alrighty, yeah. I mean, they continue anyway. to say we had a great time with Mr. Bird. He's a great guy, and no harm has come to our friends. Sorry to be such a big burden. See, that's good. Not bad. They spelt it B I R D E N as well. No problems so with I that like spelling, that. Matt. That's fine. No, I mean that's funny, but ourselves. <laughs> I don't get it. Sincerely, um, the Big Bird Bandits. I, look, I don't, I don't like the fact that they've given themselves the name. Yeah. You got to wait for the newspapers to do that, don't you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, you really do. No, you can't be calling yourself that. The Big Bird Bandit. And they put in brackets down the bottom. Is that what it says? Four of us. That's <laughs> <laughs> like they're all making sure they've all got their name on the Christmas card. You know? <laughs> you know? Just, just to be let you know, that's all of us. It's this is from all of us. All right. Um, anyway, that is that is great news. Um, but we've got a show to do, Matt O'Kine, and we're very lucky to be crossing too. A part of Australia that is the subject of a lot of news recently. Oh, my God. Everyone's been talking about this part of the world. And look, we're jumping on board the bandwagon. i got to say, we're crossing live to a Byron Bay correspondent. Find out all the latest about uh, what is happening. What the hell is going on in this part of Australia? Byron Baywatch is on later today. Marshy will be joining us for a tech update. We're going to apologise to some partners. It should be good stuff. Let's get stuck in, shall we? Yeah, it's Matt and Alex, your podcast bandits. <laughs> My computer just crashed. Have you tried turning it off and on again? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is Marshy's Tech. Oh, we love getting into a little bit of technology news with our audio producer, Chris Marsh. Hello, Marshy. Hello, guys. Happy Apple Spring Forward Day. Oh, here we go. Did Spring they, Loaded. That's right. Spring Loaded was what they were labelling it. Did they chuck on the, uh, the turtleneck and get out in front of a big screen again? Tim Cook got outside for spring and wandered around the gardens of Apple Park um, wow. in the video. Where's but, Apple Park? Apple Park is the new headquarters of Apple in, um, in California that was... Uh, dreamed and designed by the late, great Steve Jobs, and he never saw it finished. Right. Um, it is. It looks like a giant UFO. It is a giant circular building Whoa. that is massive and is their headquarters. It, they, it's quite an impressive building. It's it huge. Do they yeah. call it the Orchard? They call it Apple Park. Well, why don't they call it the Orchard? They, they probably should have called it the Orchard. Yeah. That's cooler. 
Anyway, they should only do – like they should have juice all day, just apple juice, and yes. then 5 o'clock knockoff is ciders and that's it. Like that's, that's all they should be allowed to do. Yeah, I don't know what kind of company they think they are. Anyway, what did they come out with this time? Was it a, well, it was it a big game changer like an iPhone or was it an absolute flop? There were several things. There is a new iPhone colour. They released a purple iPhone 12, so last year's iPhone, but now in a new color. Do you have to pay mm-hmm. extra for it? No, same price. Right. Just you can have a nice lilac <laughs> now. Fair enough. In your iPhone. Oh yeah, it's quite light. It's, it's 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 nice. It's a nice soft purple. An updated Apple TV 4K. It got the Apple A12 Bionic chip, which we saw in the iPhone 10s, but it means um, finally for the first time in four years, maybe nearly five. Uh, an updated Apple TV that will run a bit faster, can do high dynamic range and HDR and Dolby Vision and all that stuff now. So but did they announce anything at all, anything, Marshy, that would entice Matt O'Kine to buy any of their products? Because as yet, have you bought ever bought anything Apple, Matt? Do you know what I liked out of this launch? I, I did check it all. I don't have anything in Apple at this stage. I liked the look of the AirTag. <laughs> okay. Wrong rumoured. It, like this has been a huge run up. People have been talking about, oh, Apple are making air tags for about two years. They finally released them. Um, tile, the little Bluetooth tile that you can uh, attach to your keys or your wallet or your bag so that you don't lose them, have 90% of the market. And Apple went, well, there's a big chunk we can try and take away. Mm. Uh, so they're coming in with theirs. Of course, they're about twice the price of the tiles. Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound like Apple. <laughs> They in Australia will be forty five bucks, or you can get a four pack for one hundred and forty nine dollars. Um, they are a little Bluetooth transmitter. Uh, they work with Apple's Find My app, which was previously just for Find My iPhone, but now is open to even third parties. Um, so if you misplace your keys or your wallet, you can turn on your Find Mine and it will direct you to it. Uh, if you've got the latest iPhone, it will actually use the camera and AR and the gyroscope and everything in it to precision direct you towards your where your keys are. Oh. But there's a camera in it. In your phone. Oh. In your iPhone. In your phone. And, it, and, the, oh, and the camera will direct reality. you. Yeah, AR will direct you in your room where you're going to try and oh, find Oh, I was going to say because, like, one of the tough things about, like, find your iPhone is if you've lost it in your house and you can't remember where you put it, it's under some clothes somewhere And it's on silent. I know. And you're, silent. But you're like, ring it. You're like, doesn't matter if I ring it. Exactly. It's not going to tow it turn up. But this is, you can find it as you walk through the house. Look, using as long your, as you've found your phone first, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, that's it. Um, find uh, your phone always, to find your keys. With Apple, they're taking privacy pretty seriously and they're, they're saying um, it's got built-in things that it, so that it can't be used to secretly track other people. So you couldn't slip one into a friend's backpack to track them. Right, and James um, Bond couldn't slip it into a, a villain's car and then follow them or something. Supposedly not. Right. It says if it detects one that's near you and it's not yours, so if you've got an iPhone in your pocket and suddenly it goes, hang on, there's a... There's an air tag next to you. The air tag starts making a noise and you get an alert on your phone to say, someone's lost item is next to you. And if you then tap it, it will actually tell you whose it is and an email address you can say, I've got your keys. Oh. Uh, there is a limited edition Hermes range with handcrafted leather <laughs> straps to strap it to your key ring. Um, they start at $449 and go up to 679 bucks for the Hermes luggage tag. What do you 
What do you get for that? Nothing. It's a piece of leather that holds the air tag in it. Okay, at seven hundred, <laughs> at seven hundred dollars for yeah. that tag. Okay, if I had lost the keys to my last car, okay, the <laughs> one that I owned only a few years ago, it would have been cheaper for me to just lose the car. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just never go back to wherever I left the car and the keys and whatever. Than to pay seven hundred dollars, it's crazy to find a new to find the keys. But Apple wouldn't make it if there wasn't someone out there that will buy it. So oh yeah, there perhaps our it. Byron Bays will be having a yes. seven hundred dollar leather. Well, looking forward to catching up with Cut Charlie Clawson live from Byron a little about a little bit of that. What else is going on in Tech Marshy? Maybe a story from the other side of the fence, the Microsoft side of the fence. Oh yes, um, they were getting really excited about buying Discord. The uh, gamer-friendly voice chat and text chat app that um, has about 140 million users. It's valued about 10 billion. Um, and Discord went, nah, thanks. Um, How much did they offer? 10? They offered them the, the 10 billion? Well, we don't know exactly where, where the money was landing, but um, apparently Discord are going to go their own way and thinking about an IPO. Um, really? And launch on the stock exchange. Um, they are well-placed given... The, the sudden interest in voice chat apps. You know, we've seen Clubhouse come out and um, Facebook and Twitter are madly scrambling to work out how they're going to do voice chat and people are talking about this is the new future of audio. So Discord already have that nailed. Probably why they've thought we can probably make more money than selling it to Microsoft and we don't want to become Ooh. the next Skype. <laughs> oh, did a poor old Skype miss the Skype boat. Skype kind of died once Microsoft took it over. Um, oh, they had such a head start. <laughs> like imagine watching your horse lose the race and it's literally at the finish line and then all these other ones come and take over. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, that should be interesting to see how it but goes, Marshy. interesting. Microsoft are on the lookout for a community. They want to buy a community of some description because they're looking at, you know, Google have YouTube and that massive community. Amazon bought Twitch mm. and Twitch streaming well, and gaming and communities. And I've just seen this new – I've just seen for the first time billboards for Ubo, which I'd never heard of before. Do you know what Ubo is, What's Marshy? Ubo? No. Yeah, so it's, it's a new social media. Bron, do you know Ubo? No. Uh, that's the youngest person on the on the all day breakfast team not knowing what it is. So we're we're screwed now, Matt. Well, I mean, it's it, it's it's about making friends. It's like fa- <laughs> it's it's about it's friendster, is it? Well, it's TikTok <laughs> for friends, I think. Because you know, TikTok okay. is not about friends. You're just watching up people make content. It's like a TV channel. Mm. Whereas this is going back to the old days of actually socializing, I believe, mm. with friends. But it's not. It hasn't been taken over by old people like Facebook has. So there's still hope for it. Or it could be Quibi. Well, <laughs> yeah, or it could end up like Quibi. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Not there's a good chance. I just saw an ad for it today. That's all. So okay. I was interested if anyone knew about it. I will right. investigate and come back to you. Well, if if it's hot and if it's good, Matt, we'll get we'll jump on it. You can join us as well. The all-day breakfast community can, um, can jump on there, see what it is. But I don't know, my apps, I'm getting too many, many of these things. Oh yeah, I mean, I tried. I I've downloaded three apps on the weekend just to try and buy this crypto business. <laughs> now, 
I was signed. I half signed up to all of them. I haven't done the oh. confirmation email yet. And I keep getting these messages like, "Uh, did you forget to click?" And I'm like, "Leave me alone." I want to. I want to <laughs> check in with that. Or let's let's wait to the end of the show to do that. But Marshy, thank you very much. Although we do have a national partner apology hotline to get to, so who knows? Maybe we'll see you a bit again, Chris. But other than that, thank you very much for uh, giving us the lowdown on all things tech. Thank you, guys. Now, Matt, it is time to apologise to the partners of the nation. Thursday is National Partner Apology Hotline. And, um, Marshy, you've remained in the studio. you got something to say, mate. Oh, I've always got something to apologise for, I'm sure. (laughs) Let me just open my notes. Um, (laughs) Well, first off, probably apologies for waking up Josh this morning when I got up at 3am to watch the Apple keynote so that I could do Marshy's tech news. (laughs) Going above and beyond at the expense of romance. I love it, Marshy. Do you do do it in the, did you like do it with the phone in bed or did you go down like TV area? No, I went into the other room with my MacBook Pro to, uh, to watch it. Okay, yeah, great. But he did wake up as I got out of bed. <laughs> Probably because you were cheering at every announcement. <laughs> yeah, were they giving you applause Max. in these things? <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Here's me old mate, Tim Cook. <laughs> great, okay. But there's another one. Uh, then I actually had to physically wake him up to go to a house inspection. We're looking to move, and so... Mm-hmm. Um, I'd organised the house inspection so I had to get him up so we could go before either of us had to go to work and, and drove him over there and we're sitting there and then no one turned up. And then after 20 minutes I looked at it and went, oh, no, I've booked it for next Wednesday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry. Ouch. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. The all week right. out. Um, all right, well. So rain check, see you there in a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let us know, when have you been a week out? I've been a week out before gigs, you know, random. Oh, man, I went through a period one time. I was doing it re- on the reg. <laughs> was it like, oh, no, it's tomorrow night. Oh, no, it's next week. Ugh, nothing worse, Marshy. So um, thank you very much to Josh for being so patient. And thank you very much for, to you for submitting your own apologies. It is a moment of healing, the National Partner Apology Hotline. And uh, we've got some great entries this week, Matt O'Kine, who are not gonna, only going to, you know, win the gift of a repaired relationship. They could be winning the gift of a Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast robe. Let's hear from them. Hi, Matt and Alex. It's Kyle from the Gold Coast. I'd like to apologise to my partner, Annika, for apparently buying her sick 80-year-old grandmother the wrong type of flowers while she was in hospital. Apparently, 80-year-olds don't like Australian natives and this was the wrong choice to pick. Apparently, it will make the room smell too much while she's in the hospital. So again, Annika, I'm sorry. I should have got her something a little bit more age-appropriate. You demon, Kyle. Hi, Matt and Alex. I wanted to apologise to my husband, Peter, for making the new director's cut of Justice League that was already four hours long into something close to seven hours with constant interruptions and questions on the plot line. He most likely has some kind of tendonitis in his paws play fingers. Sorry, babe. (laughs) Can relate. <laughs> G'day, Matt and Alex. It's Jake from Brisbane here, and I would just like to apologise to my girlfriend, Lucy. For on our most recent top deck trip to Europe, I convinced everyone on our trip that her nickname back home was The Knuckler. <laughs> now everyone called her The Knuckler for the rest of the trip, which she absolutely hated. Then I got back to Australia and told people that story. Now everyone actually does call her The Knuckler from now on. 
So I just want to say sorry yeah. for coming up with that absolutely putrid nickname <laughs> that's probably here forever now. Sorry, Lucy. Or should I say, the knuckler. What is the knuckler? I don't know where that comes from. Why do you think he says it the knuckler? Like as in I don't like as in knuckles. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah as in, but he just kept Kate, saying Simon, the knuckler. The knuckler. Well, <laughs> the knuckler. Jake, I don't know. This is going to be a lifelong apology if everyone's <laughs> doing that. I mean, we have to give. Oh, it, I don't have Jake's partner's name in front of me. I just oh. have the knuckler. Was it Lucy? And I don't want to. I don't want to. You know. Solidify the the knuckler nickname. Lucy, is it? Oh, Paul Lucy. Yes, I prefer the knuckler. <laughs> let's give it. Let's give it to the knuckler. <laughs> Why are you pronouncing it so French? <laughs> I don't. But that's what he was doing. Jake was saying the knuckler. <laughs> the knuckler. I thought it was a knuckler too, but he kept saying the knuckler. It's it's interesting that he went with the knuckler instead of just like knuckler or something. I know. That's why I or don't knuckles. understand what the. Yeah, knock, knock, knocks. Oh, little knock, knocks. It does sort of imply that they're, you know, not just a general knuckler. It is, when it comes to knuckling, it is the knuckler. What is knuckling? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway, congratulations, Jake. You've won yourself a Matt Nullick's all-day breakfast robe. Very comfortable. Very comfortable. So you've done very well there. And um, all the best to Lucy. We will respect your name and I will continue to call you Lucy whenever you interact with the show. Thank you very much. We should get the robe embroidered with the knuckler. <laughs> we can't go. I know. It would be so good, wouldn't it? There's several, several Urban Dictionary entries which none should be on a robe, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, there has been a lot of talk about a new reality TV show that is due to be popping up on our screens anytime in the near or distant future. It is about a very popular destination that has been on the on the front of everyone's lips the last 12 months, thanks to high flyers such as Zac Efron, Melissa McCarthy, Chris Hemsworth, heaps very popular Hollywood stars moving to this area and someone who also lives in this area of Byron Bay is the host of the Tofop podcast. He hosts that alongside Will Anderson. You might have seen him on TV shows such as McLeod's Daughters. He's been on Home and Away. His name is Charlie Clawson and he's here with us now. Hello, Charlie. Hello, Matt. Hello, Alex. How are you guys going? Pretty good, thank you, but a little bit baffled, Charlie, because look, we've... we've been through Byron Bay, love Byron Bay, go for splendour when we can, you know, beautiful part of the world. You've been there a while now, but it seems like the locals are uh, are up in arms as to a documentary that is coming out on Netflix, Byron, Byron Bay, spelt B-A-E. What can you tell us about what is happening in that part of the world? Oh, look, I was shocked as much as the next person. I remember I spat out my quinoa porridge. I could barely <laughs> finish my kombucha. When I saw what Netflix was planning to do to this beautiful, quiet hamlet uh, that you know, was hidden away from the rest of Australia, like who would have thought that our little Byron Bay would suddenly be on the world stage? Oh, it's it's hard to fathom. 
isn't it? Um, oh, that this is going on. Um, so much so, protests have started in Byron. They've stopped protesting, um, you know, 5G towers, and they're now protesting a Netflix documentary. Uh, Netflix Five. are saying they've got it wrong, that this is not the type of documentary you think it is. Where do you sit in the, uh, in the, in the in controversy that is happening in, in your hometown? Well, I think the happiest uh, people uh, because of these protests is definitely Telstra because finally uh, the people have migrated away from the 5G site uh, in Mullumbimby and turned their attention to Byron Bay. I mean, look, I think it is uh, – has there been a more Byron protest than a paddle out that uh, happened? Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, tell <laughs> me about this paddle out. What happened and did, did you see it? Well, uh, I didn't see it. I actually uh, was not in Byron Shire when the paddle out happened. I actually got the call out far too late. I'm not a surfer anyway, so I probably for me it would have been a drown out. That would have been my protest. <laughs> me being repeatedly dumped on Main Beach. Uh, but I, it, it is kind of interesting, isn't it, that the form of protest uh, used uh, to highlight the uh, vapidness of this reality show is something that completely reinforces. Every stereotype about Byron Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess they're they worried that their Netflix documentary is going to stereotype Byron Bay as a place of influences and make it some sort of Jersey Shore type of pastiche. And in order to disprove that theory, they've paddled out and, uh, on their boogie boards and <laughs> got in a circle <laughs> and in some sort of aquatic uh, yeah, stand. I saw one protest sign that said, Byron Bay is not for sale, which... Must be news to every property developer in Byron Bay <laughs> when you consider the prices. I mean, I think there's a world record for a home just went for sale like about a month ago. Dude, I saw a 700, like it was it was not a big block and it was going for $3 million. And it, it, like it was a house. It looked like yeah. a house that anyone would live in. If anywhere needs cheapening, it is the Byron Shire <laughs> yeah, because it's out of control there. What sort of... What sort of signs and things have you been seeing around of people buying up properties in that area? Uh, well, look, it's uh, it's just the, the Saturday morning scramble for house inspections is, <laughs> is, is something crazy. Like I actually, when, before we bought our home, we had failed at three or four auctions. And I think that 90% of those were bought by people who weren't even at the auction, literally just super oh. wealthy people from Melbourne and Sydney. On the phone. This is mid-pandemic, just going, okay, I'll just I'll just snap that up. Uh, I mean, you can understand though the protesters' anger at what's going on. I mean, you don't want the image of Byron Bay cheapened. I mean, this is the home of of cheeky monkeys, uh, of Boost Juice, <laughs> of Cotton On, of the Woolies Car Park. I mean, what do these reality show producers think they're doing? Charlie, you didn't live in Byron until you know quite recently. Are you? Mm. Do you feel like part of the problem? Uh, yeah, I'm a hundred percent problem. <laughs> Absolutely. But you just want everyone else to shut up about it and just let's just yeah. get on with it, shall we? Yeah, I'm like that person who goes to London for three months and comes back with an accent. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most Byron thing you've seen since you've been there? Does anything stand out? I did see a guy, um, I was driving up into the hinterland and I was going behind this dude who was driving like a brand new Range Rover, like state-of-the-art, you know, shiny rims and everything. And in the the back of the window, he had a big sign, a big 5G sign with a cross through it. And it's like, you know, there was, he had some slogan next to it, like, kills bees, makes people sick, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mate, your car alone, the amount of <laughs> carbon monoxide that thing is spewing out, you're probably killing koalas as you pass every bend in this road. 
<laughs> oh, man, it's, that's pretty spot on there, Charlie. Uh, what about uh, celeb spotting? I mean, as Matt mentioned, it has become mm. a hot spot for, uh, for yep. the A-listers wandering around. Yeah, which is a real pain in the ass for us, us D-listers. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. thought I had some territory here until bloody Hemsworth and Melissa McCarthy Charlie, and Aiden. you. You were dropping down that alphabet very, very fast <laughs> with all these new riggins. <laughs> yeah, is there a ZZ list? Because I think I'll be top of that one. <laughs> all jokes aside, it is a it is a beautiful part of the world and the surrounding areas. I mean, I'm I'm Team Ballinor myself, but um, mm. what what do you love about it? Can I say because it's not Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> you may, uh, yes, yes, you can. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's the main thing is it was uh, is the choice between like buying a shoebox and being in debt for the rest of my life in Sydney or like actually having something I could relatively afford with some with a yard for my daughter. Oh, I just love the lifestyle up here. Everything I loved about living in Sydney, I get here, but without the traffic and the stress and the high rent and all that kind of stuff. For sure, yeah. uh, except for that one day in July when people are heading to the campsites in Byron and that roundabout is clogged. <laughs> so um, <laughs> apart from that, it seems like you've done the right thing there, Charlie. Thank you very much for giving us a bit of insight into the Byron Shire and we uh, look with great interest as to when Byron Bay drops. I mean, the controversy alone, I think, is going to it build, if anything, coming to the drop of this show. So we'll wait with bated, bated breath. I can already and, um, see <laughs> season two, Charlie Clawson. Uh, Byron Bays. <laughs> How many followers you got now, Charlie? Well, let's see. I don't know. Something close to 70,000 on, on the gram. That, well, that, that, that qualifies, surely. No, nah, well. don't talk to me unless you're six dig, my man. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> thank you very much, Charlie. Apologies for my co host here, but thank you very I'll much tell you for what, joining you are, us. Charlie, you're 66.6. <gasps> oh, Ooh, I am the beast. All right, you got to help. Number of the beast. Help, help Charlie out. Get on his Instagram, Charlie Clawson, and make sure you do listen to the Tofop podcast alongside Will Anderson. It is a great listen as well, Charlie. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll let you get back to it, my man. Thank you. Now, Matt O'Kine, you told us a story this week of something which, uh, given political correctness, has gone mad alongside general health rules. Um, you probably couldn't do these days. No, that's right. Uh, just just regaling some old times back in uh, my early going out days, 2004, you know, hitting the clubs uh, as a uni student. They had a thing on in one of the pubs in Brisbane, right, between the hours of 7 to 8 p.m. on a Wednesday night. Very responsible time. Uh, it was $10 or you could drink beer. They just kept the taps on and you just handed them a cup. They just it poured. You just walked to the end of the line, drank your beer as you waited in line for the next round. It was at a... <laughs> it's called the Hour of Power. <laughs> which <laughs> which, yeah. which accurately described... The vomits you'd be doing, <laughs> the power spews that would be done. Um, look, it wouldn't happen these days. No. For the better. You for can't the even, better. You can't even advertise. I don't think you can advertise drink specials mm. in like, you can't show them from the street or anything like that. A lot of places in Queensland now, you can't even show them on, you know, their websites and stuff like that. Yeah, so things are getting better, but it doesn't stop us from looking back and having a little bit of a um, a chuckle at uh, the things we used to do. Uh, we asked you, what 
what couldn't you get away with these days? We got some very co- funny correspondence, including from Joel in Victoria, Matt. Yeah, Joel says back in 2003, he used to go on these youth camps where fireball soccer was an actual activity <laughs> planned by the camp administrators. <laughs> they, fireball soccer. <laughs> they would soak a ball in something flammable, light it up, and we would play soccer at night. Good times. Couldn't do that these days. <laughs> no, I no should... you probably couldn't, Joel, because your feet have probably burnt off, mate. I'm surprised you could do it in those days. <laughs> not one of those things where you're like, oh, it used to, used to, fire used to not hurt your feet <laughs> back in the day. Um, so, Joel, thank you very much for that one. And Emily has given us a call as well. G'day, Emily. Hello. Um, Emily, you had a sneaky trick that you couldn't get away with these days. Ah, uh, yeah. So, like you, Matt, back in 2004, used to hit the clubs. And mm. um, What was your favourite 2004 going out song? Oh, God. have to be something like um, something from the Save the Last Dance soundtrack. <laughs> oh, yeah. What about, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with through the, a few right now. I'm going to go through a few right now. Just to take you back mm. to 2004, okay. <laughs> Beep, 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 don't stop the beat, go kick, 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 control your feet. Okay, that's Junior, one. Junior, senior. Um, I saw um, Dom Alessio posted that that did very poorly in the Sydney Swans poll as to which song should they play after the siren. Oh, really? Well, Absolutely sorry. robbed. What about, um, bass in the place, London? I think that was pre-04, man. Oh, was it? Okay, what about this one? I mean, we, you um, played it in 2016, so it's it, it still holds up. <laughs> Oh man, when that came on, bit of Bay and Jay Z. How about this? Shut up, just shut up, shut up, shut up, just shut up, shut up. Trying to take it slow, but we're still losing control. Anyway, I actually thought I was Fergie and used to wear the pointy shoes with the leg warmers over the top. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you what, Fergie was. Very popular for a while there. That like, is emalicious. All right, Em. Um, but tell us, we can all still do these things. Leg warmers, still appropriate these days. Yes, but totally. how about uh, something that you may not get away with? So balloon drops. So they used to have a um, balloon drop on a Wednesday night at the place I used to go to. And um, it would basically pop and there would be a whole bunch of free drink vouchers and $2 drink vouchers that would float down. Um, so that just wasn't good enough for me. So I actually took one home and then made my own, photocopied a whole page of A4 vouchers and went back the next week and was just like, you know, getting heaps. So just popping off. Handed over your free drinks vouchers. The person behind the bar is looking up at the balloons, which are still in the roof. (laughs) I didn't think we'd drop that yet. Oh, well, let's do it. Yeah, I got away with it, but I just don't think that that would fly now. Well, no one's got a printer anymore, really. Let's no, face it. No. I mean, <laughs> exactly. if I have to print anything, it's day ruined. So Yeah, you're not going down to Officeworks, buying a voucher card and then swiping, <laughs> putting money on it and then swiping that. Just to, may you'd as well just buy a make, drink. You don't have to go and make your own QR code now, Emily. It's <laughs> yeah. not, not going to work. Yeah. All day breakfast. With a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. 
Yes, thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. Thanks to Charlie Clawson from Byron and the Tofop podcast for hanging out with us and talking Byron Bays. And uh, thank you to Marshy for his tech update as well. Uh, a final update before we do oh, say goodbye to you. And that yes. is a Madokine checking his crypto wallet. I'm, I'm back up, He was baby. losing dollars by the minute yesterday. But uh, how are we today, Matthew? Okay, so you'll remember that yesterday when I started, I'd gone, I'd lost oh, like a bit more than $250 in total, okay? It was literally <laughs> dropping off. <laughs> yep. Now... I'm up from where I started, $258. Okay, so I've, got, I've come back. He's back. The pug of Wall Street is back. Um, a wolf with many, many years of selective breeding. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, sorry. Um, anyway, we better, we better wrap this bad boy up. Thank you very much for tuning in. And um, we'll catch you same time, same place tomorrow. And let's do it. Bye-bye. Listener.